Welcome. You're listening to the Faith and Geekery podcast recorded live on a Tuesday with Mark and Becca. We're your hosts. This is your community. Wherever and whenever you're listening, welcome on board. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Faith and Geekery. My name is Mark and Becca. This is Becca. Uh, welcome, 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 whether you are new to us, old to us, or just so-so with us. This is a place of chat, of conversation, of exploration, of geeky things, of nerdy things, of hobbies and interests. And as we delve into these fascinating things, we also kind of sprinkle a little bit of faith in there or reflect to sort of say, does it go any deeper? Does this kind of interest uh, really kind of delve into our psyche, into our soul, or are they just fun? And so with that, I would like to uh, introduce our guest for tonight. Our guest is who, Becca? It's you, Mark. It's oh, hello. It's you. <laughs> Wrong way. <laughs> so uh, as an ongoing theme for those yeah, who are listening, um, Becca and I still haven't got over the fact that we are streaming from different locations and we can <laughs> pretend to look at each other as if it's in the Brady Bunch. Uh, so we're going to go, hello, wave at each other Wait. as if we're really there. And yes, really, this is and how... And Becca will depth... get her left and right wrong every time. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And uh, first of all, we, we don't obviously start off with uh, kind of introducing our guests. But yes, uh, we are just, it is just us this evening. So it's a bit of a, a, a chilled... You. Uh, and me oh yes and then and you dear listener viewer watcher consumer of what and who this is yeah um i've also realized I, I normally have like a little bit of paper that reminds me what order of things that we go in mark and... is looking off screen and rustling some paper yes i found it now huzzah um so it mark is well holds his hand up in the air with a look of joy <laughs> I think that's just a bit, little bit patronising, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit harsh. Um, but we tend to ask the first question as we gather, what geeky things have you been up to this week? Uh, Becca and also guests, uh, sorry, viewers, um, people, Listeners. what have we been up to? <laughs> Listeners, thank you. There's a word in there somewhere. Uh, Becca, are you feeling all right? Uh... Right. In my defence, any strange noises that come from my snug are any? actually the dog. Any noises from henceforth. Um, Viewers they are the and dog. listeners, she has no dog. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Yes, she she will eventually come here and yes. then non-consensually lick right into my face. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah. It won't be good. Um, we'll await that. We'll await that. Uh, so, yeah, feel free to comment on uh, Twitch, on Facebook, on uh, YouTube. Uh, and uh, there's obviously Discord as well, but we don't tend to read that live because we're busy people and we're trying to juggle 101 things or just one single thought, uh, which feels a bit like tonight for me. Uh, but hurrah, I've got no technical problems tonight uh, as yet. And, uh, yeah, uh, what have you been up to? To, uh, geeky wise, uh, Becca. What have I done? Um, yeah. Any ukulele playing? Any? Uh, no, I've been or... master chefing. I've been binge watch master chefing. Oh, is that the professionals or is that the? the yes, the professionals. Wow. Cool. Um, cool. There is a lot of splitting sauces with oil oh. that looks absolutely stunning. So um, that'll oh. be my next thing. It looks really pretty. So they have contrasting oils with whatever it, whatever sauce they've brought to the table. Really? Cool. cool. There's no need for any of this, Ozzy. <laughs> Becca says to the dog. Becca says to the dog, looking as though it really is in the room. <laughs> yeah. He is in the room. He's delightful. Oh. What about yeah. you, Mark? Marky Stennett? Um, I have been building a TARDIS. Um, or continuing to build a TARDIS. I'm not there yet. And uh, and I was chatting to my family uh, over lunchtime, uh, tea time yesterday, and uh, I was mentioning about the uh, Doctor Who's uh, anniversary on Thursday, and my son kind of went, it's only on Thursday? You've got a lot of TARDIS to make, Dad, before then. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going in the window, the window of the 60th anniversary uh, for when we're going to do our anniversary um, Doctor Who uh, special as well. So that's going to be in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Um, yeah. 
and uh, yeah so um it's going to be within the general window like the, the window of christmas uh, the window of the anniversary of we should have the... had a calendar countdown <laughs> it's fine it's fine so yeah so there is a, there is a lot more of the tardis to be built um but um, i think i've actually shared a photo in geeky news uh, a little bit later um sorry mm -hmm. geeky should I say. Um, so um, yes it's broadly been that i've been listening to lots of podcasts um i've been into that again but kind of yeah uh oh, nice so cool um shall we move on to geeky news let us move on to geeky news tell us preach forth well it's a three two one go Welcome to Geeky News and... Uh, Welcome to Geeky News. First of all, the actor Joss Ackland has unfortunately passed away yesterday at a grand age of 95. Uh, two of the most famous films that he's been in is uh, Mighty Ducks as well as Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey as the baddie in that one. Uh, next in the news, talking about films, is The Grinch 2, question mark. There is uh, speculation and ponderment that, uh, yes, the great uh, Jim Carrey is going to return to his uh, famous role of the Grinch, and uh, we wonder where that's going to lead. And finally, Doctor Who news, of course. Um, there's been, uh, yeah, murmurs from Alex Kingston herself to say that River Song might return. That's all for Geeky News. Thank you. Yeah, sorry, folks, I clicked on the wrong week of geeky news. Uh, so that's why we kind of had a bit of a dip into one and then the other, uh, because <laughs> we just felt like it. Um, yes, so, uh, yeah, geeky news. Uh, first of all, Joss Ackland, do you recognise that name? Um, no, um, what I should have immediately done was go and Google it. I'm going to go and do Google um, Joss the, Ackland. Um, he is the um, the baddie in uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey of uh, Denomalous. Um, oh. And he's also in Hunt for Red October. He's in Lethal Weapon 2. I'm looking at IMDb, by the way. Uh, oh, he's also the Black Rabbit in Watership Down. Um, so he's kind of <gasps> oh. historically kind of, yeah, a big kind of big in film. But I think you've got to know the character that he plays in order for it to, uh, to ring true. Um so um so yeah so that was quite a biggie um i was like oh well not a biggie but i was, it, it, I was quite surprised that it kind of passed me by and it was just like oh that's a bit of a shame you know but dare i say when you kind of reach a grand age of 95 then that's quite a good innings really um but yeah. uh but yeah it's uh but yeah then there's the other bits of news of um the grinch too um and that's I can't just kind of where that's going. I mean, yeah. Well, does he save Christmas again, but this time from somebody else? Um, I don't know. It was just um, something that came up, and I was just like, "Oh, that's really fascinating." Um, but I'm again, a Jim Carrey fan. Mm. There's there's very few things that I've seen of Jim Carrey where I haven't giggled pretty much all the way through. Mm. And it's still it's it is a Jim Carrey movie when you watch it. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of ones that I've not liked best i was gonna say best character for jim carrey ace ventura <laughs> <laughs> that was that was what broke me into jim carrey i think yeah. i still quote ace ventura and dumb and dumber accidentally all the time and i just don't realize that that's that's who i'm doing I was going to say, I think, I feel as if Ace Ventura has kind of lost its way a little bit, hasn't it? Because actually re-watching it and kind of seeing some of the jokes that it references, I think they're a little bit kind of no longer, I think there's kind of... Yeah, I mean, I think... I think, I think well. <laughs> no, but that's not, probably not the humour about Jim Carrey that I like. I like hmm. the slapstick. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, like... I like the way that he plays with facial expression and sounds. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's all it's it's the physical comedy that he does. Mm -hmm. um, the, partly because I wouldn't remember the the kind of the edgy jokes that he might bring in that that offend because I just wouldn't remember 
how to retell yeah, them yeah, at yeah. the time. So what I remember is sound and nuance and and the the slapstick nature of it. Um, and the things that make me cringe with the physical comedy, like some of the Dumb and Dumber stuff. Exactly. I've just put a banner on folks saying, really? <laughs> um, for me, I think The Mask was kind of quite telltale. That was the, the first one that got me into Jim Carrey. But then yeah. also kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of impressive, his range, isn't it? And the ability to kind of do things like um, Truman Show, to do kind yeah. of the Riddler, which, yeah, was kind of just within bounds of... Um, it, was comic, it was a comic book Riddler rather than yeah. a, a Hollywood movie Riddler. Yeah, and, yeah. and so I was absolutely okay with that. Um, but then seeing some of his um, his early stuff, um, dare I say, on TikTok, where he, he kind of in, he pretends to be Clint Eastwood, and I think he actually does it in um, Bruce Almighty as well, doesn't he? Where he looks in the mirror and he goes like, "Do you feel lucky, punk?" Um, I'm not even going to pretend to do it, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's um, yeah, it's just really good, yeah, physical comedy, as you say. So um, yeah, so it's just interesting to see kind of like a big name and somebody who we've not re- recently uh, recently seen again on film um you know is it a good thing for kind of all you know more established actors to come back into a role yeah debatable um and um but then again you know moving straight on to that news to river song and again that was alex kingston saying yeah um there might be a return of river song which if the grinch i'm not sure about River Song returning, I'm very happy about. Um, very I, happy about my River Song I, rerun. Yeah. So that'll be really, really exciting. Um, I think, especially as I feel, it feels like and dare I say, I feel as if really, really alongside the tenant. Um, and I know that's only going to be for the specials, but when she, uh, potential spoilers or spoilers, when she first meets him in the library. She mm-hmm. says, "Oh, this is you, really young." Yeah, and which, is... Go, which is really good. But if she hasn't yeah. seen him, unless it's the audio files, if she hasn't seen that, uh, sorry, if it's not big audio, actually, yeah. I don't think there's another encounter. Someone mm-hmm. proved me wrong. Uh, where's Tim Allen when you want him uh, to uh, yeah. kind of correct me uh, to say I don't think she actually meets him again on screen with as David Tennant. And so therefore that no reference, i don't think she does so that reference doesn't make sense unless you reference a big audio which i think there is a i think there is a big audio um or at least one or, or two where they interact as right um, okay those roles but there isn't another on-screen one yeah. and so if that, River I, think, Song... I think that's why i like river song as a as a character that what she does in terms of the timeline of the doctor yeah, is yeah, yeah. is is really twist what that means for us as the viewer um, and what that means in terms of her meeting him later. But I love that. I thought that was really clever and it it really emphasised the fact that he he moves around in time, which when we're watching on the BBC in a very linear way, that's a really hard thing to come to understand, except especially with the nature of their relationship. So yeah, it must, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, the weirdness is brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Um, that, that's just reminded me, though, and that's a really interesting fact for today, especially. Um, Joss Ackland is the bad guy in Bill and Ted, where yeah. that was the first introduction for me about Timey Wimey, because they have a Basically, final confrontation. They have a final confrontation where uh, they say, oh, we've gone back in time and we put a we've put a, a, a cage over uh, you, you know, ha, 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 yeah. ha, and it drops on him. And then he goes, ah, but I've done this. Um, and uh, <laughs> that suddenly happens. I forgot what it is. And then they kind of go, ah, but the only only the victor would be able to go back in time and change it. And so it's yeah. a gun that he pulls out on them and it just goes bang. It says bang. And it's got like a little flag that says bang. Yeah. It goes, because actually the victors can only go back in time after we've finished after this duel is done to set up all these props 
Um, and that for me was the first time I've really engaged with that timey-wimey messes with your head. Um, yeah. And so, you know, a little nod nod to the cap of Joss Ackland, uh, bless him. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, sorry. I just, I just thought I'd just tie that in mm -hmm. because I, I do really love that of Doctor Who. Sometimes I think the older Doctor Who's, they've kind of gone, oh no, I couldn't possibly play around with time. It's part of my mm -hmm. time frame. These later versions of Doctor Who, they're more than happy to go yeah. in around and mess around. Uh, but the old Who were always a little bit aware of this and a bit of kind of like, oh no, we can't really kind of play around with our time. Yes. Um, how do you, yeah, how do you tell that? How do you, you show it? And it's, it's yeah. um, in, a, in a way um, that Deadpool plays with the fourth wall. Yeah. Uh, and on almost comes through the screen in how he engages with us as the audience. I think River Song kind of does that in the way mm. that she plays and and reveals the nature of what time looks like when it's all when it's no longer linear. Um, and yeah, and I think that that is a really good point as well, really, because that does feel as if it's like um, it's something that we it's like that. Um, what's it called? I'm sure there's a, an official word for it where you kind of you're in on it with the audience oh. and, it, and it drags you in to, to so as soon as river song turns up on screen even if the um even if the um companion doesn't know who she is everyone's in on it and goes ah you know we're there we're there because actually we know this character even if you don't it's it's just like uh, with the, the daleks as well as soon as you hear the exterminate you know we all know what's going to happen next but the companions they're going oh what's one of these things oh it looks a little bit metal you know and you, we're kind i of, must run up the stairs yeah yeah oh <laughs> oh no now they levitate <laughs> was very disappointed with that evolution let me tell you <laughs> Uh, I think I remember actually that for the first time. I think uh, it going up the stairs. Um, it's hilarious though, knowing behind the scenes that people physically have to carry this with a big metal pole, kind of shifting this Dalek up the stairs. Anyway, um, what else was I going to say? I think there was a couple of other bits which have slipped me by because I was going to say that I did. I filmed this stuff and then suddenly realised there were other things that I should have mentioned. Yes, um, I filmed that earlier today. Um, there is the Christmas Express, um, which is coming out on Max or something in America, um, which is Tom Hanks returning as a prequel oh. to Polar Express. Um, and again, I was just like, and again, so this has been bubbling away in my mind a bit was with this kind of playing around and twisting and returning for sequels, prequels. Yeah, prequels. Um, I quite like it. Yeah. Pardon? I quite like a prequel. I'm really yeah. looking forward to um, the Snake and Songbird, Songbird yeah, Ballad yeah. of what is it? Ballad yeah, of Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Or yeah, Snake and I am looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then also we've just had uh, Children in Need with um, David Tennant's nice little five-minute skit, but it's had Davros um, as a as an able-bodied Davros, which has kind of hit the um, the kind of Doctor Who fandom a little bit, kind of like, what is what's he doing? Why is he retconning this? Why has he changed it? But actually, mm -hmm. I find it really, I I'm, I don't mind it. I find it really fascinating because Russell T Davies in the is it um, unboxed or whatever it is, um, he's sort of said um, unleashed. Um, he's gone. Actually, you know what? It's 2023, and we're still kind of associating villains with disabilities. And you know we need to move beyond that, and and I thought you know what yeah you're right actually I'm, I'm more than happy for that to change, and um, for that to kind of be different now because actually, you know, it, I, I always for me remember Bond James Bond and all the baddies always had some dodgy <laughs> looking kind of you know thing that the attribute is like oh yeah they can't just yeah. be a bad guy they can't just be a bad person you know they've got to have some disability yeah. in order for them to look even more sinister and yeah. it's just like, like, like women harsh. women having to either be excessively beautiful and untouchable mm. or old bent nose yeah. um did we do that did we talk about that last week the we worst know. thing a woman woman can do. It's in it's in Mirror Mirror. It's in um oh what oh, yeah, watch where with the worst thing they can do, they can commit all these atrocities and then the worst thing they can do is ever look old. How very dare yeah. they? 
and uh, there's that principle, isn't there? Um, I'm just about to Google something. Um, uh, the Bechdel, the Bechdel test, isn't it? Where you've got to in a film nowadays, um, they've got to pass the Bechdel test, where basically the two, at least two females, have to have a, a conversation on state on on camera and talk about something meaningful, meaningful, rather than just it being a plot hook or them just looking yeah. pretty. Um, or, the, or yes, yeah. or talking about their romantic liaisons. Yeah. So they've got to yeah. kind of talk about something that genuinely grounds them rather than just being a yes. yeah, something to look at or a plot hook, you know. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think we've got to move beyond that, don't we? We've got to move beyond yeah. that for, for for women, but also for, for, for those with disabilities. You know, it, it shouldn't be the fact that it's like, ah, you know, you're in a wheelchair. So therefore, you know, for mm. let's say cosplay oh gosh you know you've got to be davros you know it, it's yeah, all, yeah, yeah. or a kind of baddie so um so yeah so anyway so that's the way my brain has gone this week uh so apologies uh folks because that that you has been a some... mark brain rabbit hole well it's been chewing with me a bit really and and again that's where i'd kind of been thinking about the whole kind of yeah retconning stuff prequels sequels of taking something that we are used to and uh Oh, there was a dog. There was a slight there dog was, in did shot you, there. Did you yeah. very briefly see? A slight shadow, at least, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, audio listeners, there was a brief shadow of a dog on the screen. <laughs> um, so, yes, it's. Um, I, I just find that fascinating how we can take things that are really known to us. Oh, there's, a do- there's a definitely a dog on the screen. There's there's definitely a dog. That. There we go. Um, there we fantastic. go. There is definitely a um, dog. So, yeah, it's just the way that we can take things that are known to us, that are familiar with us. And I think sometimes that's good. Sometimes fans can overreact or react badly to stuff which maybe isn't handled with as much care and attention. So, like, you know, we've got to be careful. And and I think, you know, Star Wars is a good example of that, of taking, like, those prequels. You know, the very first one was not accepted well. Um, Yeah. And it's just how how Jaja do we? Binks. Why? Misa Jaja Binks. Oh, Annie. Becca <laughs> starts to visibly rock in distress. It's, but I, I find it funny because I have a good joke with uh, with my wife and various members of our family that every musical should be made better by adding Jaja Binks as an actual character into it. Um, I just think it would be hilarious, like um, Cats or you know Phantom of the Opera. Misa, Jaja. <laughs> no, never. I think Nothing be, is I think made be. better Just, by Jaja Binks. Complete opposite to like things like Muppet Christmas Carol, where you've got one, one kind of like you know, kind of Michael Caine, fantastic actor, grounded, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. it completely deadpan, surrounded by Muppets, having a whole cast of a musical doing it completely down you know co- completely grounded and genuine and then the main character being like misa <laughs> is that like, not exactly what happened with the first prequel yeah a little bit um, <laughs> anyway sorry i'll move on we'll move on very quickly and desperately um so uh, it's just the two of us but we're going to do a quiz is that yeah, right uh, people people being very quiet on comments uh yeah, do say hello, you are, people? um do say hello if you're watching if you're viewing miss you. um but uh you know let's move on uh <laughs> in case if no one turns up uh quiz time i've got five questions for you um we should really be doing a tally shouldn't we really um yeah we should because but... i don't i i feel i need to have bragging rights at some point oh we have a comment <laughs> So Brandon has said, Shh, I'm here for the dog. Too right. <laughs> oh, oh, Stephen Jones as well. Oh, Hello. look at that. There we Hello, go. Oh, um, you are here. Yeah, we're not A just talking friend. into the void. Um, so, uh, question number one. Have you got a pen, paper oh, wait, ready? Hang on, wait. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm opening notes. Bear with, bear with, bear with. Oh, we need to talk about Miranda at some point, I feel. Although she's not got a current show. But anyway. No, no, no. But, uh, okay, I'm ready. Okay. Um, I'm just going to drop that comment off. Um, right. So, question number one: Disney's animated Robin Hood film copied yes. sequences from other Disney animations. Can oh, you name? No. Can you name one? Yes. There are. There is. There is. There is technically three, 
extra points if you get uh, more than one. But I'm being nice. Can you name just one? I think I can. I think I can name two. Okay. Oh, Brandon's gone. Oh, in the same vein of like, yeah. Sorry, bit bit mean. Um, what was that? That that was the, the dog. dog. <laughs> that was the dog. Can you can you name can you yes. name them? Okay. Uh, okay. Um, along the lines yeah. of pets, Captain Marvel. So this is question number two. Captain Marvel has a pet. Um, we know it. Well, spoiler by the way, it's a flurkin. But what yes. is its name? Oh no! And I will accept one of two answers, whether film or comic book. So Captain Marvel has a pet, and it is a flurkin. But can I it... can I have its 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 disguised animal version? What name? As in what she calls it? Yes. No. <laughs> or do you mean the word flurkin, which I've given you already? No, because it doesn't look like a flurkin, does it? No, it doesn't. No. So, so that's question number two. Um, So, shall I move on to question number three? Yeah. Um, the Great British Bake Off, or um, in America, I think it's the Great, Great British Baking Program or Breaking Baking Show, um, is in its ninth and uh, penultimate week. Um, what theme oh, no. is it this week? I don't know. I'm on, I'm on <laughs> MasterChef The Professionals. Dag damn it. Um, Ozzy, oh, he's yeah, just ruined he, the, the dog doesn't school bottle. Oh no, oh no, no, I'm in trouble. Hang on, hang on. This, this could be all out sibling war. Okay, I'm here. Um, I'm going to guess and say something. Okay, number cool. four. Uh, question number four. That was right, isn't it? Yeah. Question number four. Um, and this is, again, about my viewing, really, so apologies. Um, Strictly Come Dancing um, was just at Blackpool Ballroom, um, but the Blackpool Ballroom is the same length as one of these things. Um, <laughs> is it the longest measured lion's mane jellyfish, the longest blue whale, or... A or the siphonophore, which is like an underwater, you know, midnight kind of zone level kind of creature. Um, shall I give you the feet of them just in case? Uh, so, um, yeah, a hundred and twenty feet. Um, I should have done this in length order, but never mind. Lion's mane jellyfish is one hundred and twenty feet. The longest recorded blue whale is one hundred and ten feet, and the siphonophore is one hundred and fifty feet. Okay, right. I've got a guess. Cool. Um, it's about measurements, really, but I thought it was a bit more exciting. So I googled kind of really random, obscure. <laughs> um, and then um, question number five. And again, maybe this was kind of unconsciously about Bake Off. Um, according to the Women's Institute, how many eggs traditionally go into a Victoria sponge? So according oh, to the no. WI uh, website, uh, Women's Institute website, how many eggs go into a traditional recipe for a Victoria sponge? Because <laughs> it's it's you double, do you double the other ingredients by the egg? So if you do four eggs, it's eight ounces of. I can't, can't give anything away. I'm trying to think. I shouldn't. Um, What's the diameter of a traditional Victoria sponge? It's been really exciting about uh, Googling it, if you like to. Um, da, 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 da. I reckon it's an eight-inch tin. Uh, yeah, go on then, yeah. It's, uh, it is it is an eight-inch tin. Can I get an extra point for knowing that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come uh, on. 
but oh, how anyway. low would I do for not? Okay. If it's uh, if it's any consolation, uh, they use the weight of the eggs uh, as the measure for everything else. Um, oh, interesting! And then you double by the weight of the eggs. Um, it's just the weight of the eggs. It says um, the the eight of the the weight of the eggs in butter, uh, the weight of the eggs in caster sugar, and the weight of the eggs in self-raising flour. That's interesting yeah. i'm gonna have to try that well i guess the the eggs are the one kind of um or egg uh, is the one is the <laughs> one kind of um cut you know measurement that you can't kind of work out you know it's not the a universal measure is it so they use that as the yeah the no that point. that makes really that makes good sense, sense. rather yeah, than yeah. trying to uh, the dog is licking uh, Becca's <laughs> well, hair. I said it would be. <laughs> um, so I think that's everything. Uh, folks, how are you doing with the quiz questions? Um, as if someone's going to speak out. Oh, we're doing well. Um, oh, I'm doing so well. I know all the answers. Yeah. Especially for Brandon, who, who culturally is completely out of it, really. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... oh, did it? Yeah. Great, he's put. Um, so, question number one: Shall I go just go with the answers, or do you want to guess them? Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Sword in the Stone. Can't remember the other. Brendan has put. Uh, I am Groot. No, you cannot Good give answer. that as an answer for everyone. But but if we um, ever sorry, have say, a say, the, say, the, say yours again, Becca. Sorry. Winnie the Pooh, Sword in the Stone. Right, congratulations! You've got neither of those correct. <laughs> I'm sure so in the Robin Hood uh, copied sequences, they're taken from three yeah. films. One is Jungle Snow Book. White, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, especially with um, Snow White dancing is the one where Maid Marian dances. Yeah. Um, Jungle Book is there because obviously Baloo and with um, I'm totally taking that little point. John. Yeah, go on then. I said uh, it. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And the Aristocats, um, which was only out three yeah. years earlier. So um, huh. I don't have that one on. Something else then uses those scenes, the Winnie the Pooh and the Sword and Stone. I don't know what they are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it could be. Right, I'll count that as one point. One point to Becca. Well done, me. Okay. Uh, so question number two is Captain Marvel's pet. Um, what is the name of the flurkin? Is it called Cat? <laughs> no, it isn't, I'm afraid. Uh, so interestingly, uh, in the comic books, it's Chewy. Um, but I think that's a, like a, um, a Star Wars reference. Um, but at the time, they didn't have Disney. Uh, Disney didn't have Star Wars. Um, no, they must have done it. Anyway, uh, they went with um, Goose um, from um, from uh, um, Top Gun um, as a Top, Top Gun, Gun reference. Um, nice. So you could have Chewie or Goose. Oh. Um, question number three, um, Bake Off. Um, what is What week is it? Is it Bread Week? No, I'm afraid that was a long oh. time ago. Uh, it is patisserie week. Oh, oh I did nearly say pastry week. Uh, that was last week. Ugh. So again, different. I oh, know. Sorry, uh, party was last week. Um, I think it was week before that. Uh, then uh, question number four: Blackpool Ballroom. How I went with the lion's mane jellyfish. That, that is was correct. That Yay! Is correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that was a bit of a giveaway that that was the very first question at a different length than the other two. But no, no, I don't think that's a giveaway yeah. at all. No, uh, I think I got that on sheer guesswork. Absolutely. On knowledge, on just, you know. Knowledge. In. I wasn't a guess at all. Uh, then finally, uh, Women's Institute, how many eggs go into a traditional? I went with six question. eggs. It, oh, might, it might be a lot. Is it not? Three. Well, that was my other choice. Right. <laughs> like, um, Six eggs would be quite a large cake. I'd probably do that for a 10-inch cake, if I'm honest. That was according to um, the WI. Um, oh, that's interesting as well, because it says three medium eggs weighed in their shells. And so that... that oh, kind of, and that, then that, you... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Very interesting. Um, but uh, anyway, and again, uh, folks, give us, a, you know, send us a message to tell us uh, how well you did. Um, and again, this is just... This quiz is always there just as a bit of entertainment, but it's also to remind us the breadth and kind of uh, random nature of our hobbies and interests and how kind of they can vary and how we can delve a bit deeper and just be passionate about these things. Um, mm. Oh, uh, 
Was it was it zero? Uh, so Stephen Jones has commented, uh, a nice round number for me. Um, oh, and Brandon has put, I was working on making a 16-inch cake, it seems. Um, was... Also was... six eggs. Um, that's fascinating. Um, so, cool. Um, shall we move on to Geeky Gallery? Um, oh, yes. And then uh, coming up to here. Whoops. And let's do it that way around. And then... Um, Geek Gallery, uh, Mendip Nomad. Uh, this is some pictures from kind of some games, uh, some uh, the Warhammer, is it 40,000? Uh, but then also, yeah, um, Mendip had said about uh, somebody losing a load of his um, kind of collectibles. What was it in a car or he'd been pinched from yeah, a car? Yeah, it was in a roof like box that. on the car. Yeah, and so um, we've been putting together just to contribute to someone's, and that's a really lovely sentiment, is it? And so we've got pictures mm. of like a couple of uh, war scenes of fighting uh, Warhammer stuff, as well as some minis that have been repainted, which look like the um, Judge Dread type ones from last week. Uh, but um, they look pretty cool still. Anyway, that'd be nice to pass on to a friend in need. Uh, we then have um, Gog, who is relatively new to the community, uh, but has been talking about. I think these are quite uh, interesting uh, kind of role play things with a a faith theme um so end times heavenly hosts heroes of the heavenly hosts as well as uh, play testing uh, a bit of um the bible uh, adventure uh, i can't quite read that adventure series um the bible so that looks quite fascinating um and then lydia um friend of the show uh she's made <laughs> making is it a fimo christmas tree um with lots of different kind of shaded um I'm assuming it's a Christmas tree. And maybe she wrote that and I haven't included it. Um, but that looks cool. And then I think, uh, oh yeah, there you go. That is my, um, that is a beam uh, or one of the pillars of my TARDIS that I've been baking been making and so this is just on my workbench which it turns out my workbench snapped um so it's just like a, a sheer edge of my workbench um so it's not as long as it used to be um but um yeah this is um i i realized very early on that if i wanted to make a full-size tardis um then i needed to be a little bit careful of um how much it weighed and especially yeah. as if i wanted to um if I wanted it to be in a public space, then I've got to be careful of how much it weighs, how um, sturdy it is, um, yeah. but also how easy it is to travel. Uh, so this is basically a, a hollowed beam. Um, and so I've got I've got a chunky bit at one end, and then I've got like these um, smaller chunks of wood that go down the middle of it, mm. um, which kind of um, keep its structure and sturdiness. Um, but then there's another kind of piece of wood to go on top of that, and that finishes the the uh, the beam. Uh, and uh, that is just one of eight. Um, so they slot into each other. So um, the 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 bit that pokes out at one end oh, slots into the other end. Um, so technically, I could make a really really long a long <laughs> pillar, one giant uh, giant one. pillar, um, but it wouldn't really make a tardis at the end of it. Uh, but this is just my uh, design of kind of making something. So um, yeah, I'll share with you really. Um, basically, I made a tardis in two thousand and seven, I think um first my first tardis was one that was smaller uh on the inside and that was a joke that we did with a <laughs> doctor who spoof uh video when i was at tra in, in training uh and that um yeah my mate rich um yeah he was um he was pretending to be the doctor and uh the the joke the ingoing joke was the TARDIS was smaller on the inside and it was also such a small it was just like a speaker box uh, that we'd made into a TARDIS that I'd made into a TARDIS so it was only about um three foot um and so he had to kind of like peel himself out of uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah the joke was that it was small on the inside but then a year after um well, we kind of did this as a like a, a as a show, um, and we kind of released it at our Christmas dinner, and uh, everyone went, "Oh, this is fantastic! We should do another." And I kind of went away, going, "Hmm, we should do another." That TARDIS needs to be bigger, and so I kind of went to to B and Q and just bought a load of wood, and then just kind of used cardboard as um, as paneling, and I made a concertinaed um, TARDIS. Um, so it was two meters tall, and um, and it just folded down 
widthways, so it was still two meters by a meter and a bit. Um, and uh, as as and when you laid it down, the only problem was it was such a big and bulky thing, um, and it was all in one piece. That whilst it concertinaed down, it got bashed and bumped. And for the 50th anniversary, uh, a number of people borrowed it um, and it was really impractical. And I had it for um, another, uh, in total, I think it was about uh, 11 years, um, but you just kept on getting bashed and bashed and bashed and bashed and bashed and bashed. And uh, and I got rid of it when we moved to my latest house. And, and I said to Becky, I said, I need to get rid of the TARDIS. And she kind of went, well, we could always, you could always build another one, and I was like, "Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I can." <laughs> uh, and so, um, yeah, so I've, um, I know for the sixtieth, I've wanted to build it. Um, it may or may not be fully finished by then, but it'll be good to have. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think yeah, that's what I guess I want to. I'll throw that on you um, about talk about tonight because I guess we've only got twenty minutes left. Do you come at this with 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 joinery skills? What, so when when you nope. approach <laughs> okay, so, so when you approach a craft project like this, and yeah. and this time you're wanting it to last a bit and to withstand yeah. moving places, uh, do, do you want it to be able to go indoors? Does it have to fit? Yeah, indoors? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so have you got pictures of the plans have you drawn this uh, out and measured it and um ish um, <laughs> um ish. are you just winging it all the way through mark i i tend to do yes um i will I'll bring up um something in a moment for you actually i'll bring up that but uh, it's interesting yeah because for me the tardis plans that i've gone to um yeah i basically I went to Cardiff um, for the Doctor Who experience uh, so many years ago. Um, and so I went around with my good friend David. It was um, a, oh, the 30th present for us. I can't remember. Um, it was it was a nice present uh, for Christmas. And both David and I had got kind of these, got these tickets for it. And um, yeah. We uh, really enjoyed going down to Cardiff, but we enjoyed going around the Doctor Who experience. Um, oh, hello. Um, that's interesting. Sorry. My computer has decided to go to full screen and I didn't ask it to. Um, that's better. And basically, um, I want to share a screen with you. Um, yeah, basically, I took loads of photos and I took them with that in mind that I was going to... Um, one day recreate a TARDIS using actual, you know, um, representations of it. Um, so uh, here we go. Um, this is a picture that I took um, however many years ago. Is it coming up? Is that being shown? There we okay. go. Uh, and so these are kind of proper schematics of the TARDIS, um, which again, I was just walking around. I was like, oh, hello. That's a lovely schematic. Um, so I took <laughs> photos of it. Um, and basically, just the exact measurements of, of the TARDIS. Um, and that is basically what I've been going to. However, what I will say is, <laughs> um, as I literally tonight, as I've already made the, the pillars, um, and mm-hmm. basically each part of the pillar is a meter so i know it's going to be a meter um high um i I was quite surprised (laughs) that as i put the base together um that um that it's going to be quite big (laughs) because i was like yeah i'm going to the proper the the proper schematics i'm using this kind of stuff Uh, and i suddenly realized that I was there going, oh, this is this is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm stretching out my arms, by the way, you even can't see. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is. And I, I remembered last time that I'd made this kind of this TARDIS, and it was a bit kind of slightly out of ratio to itself. And yeah. the door, I had to kind of like kind of shimmy to get out of and things. And uh, and so I remembered at the time thinking I need to do this more realistic. 
and vector sizing um and so i have and i'm just there going oh wow this is really big (laughs) so Um, when you when you move it is it going to be take compatible yeah 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 that's the whole point and then you Um, and then you jigsaw it back together every time you yeah 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 Uh, and and i think this is it that um the the previous one was the bottom it was basically the the four sides concertined down together and then there was a roof that popped on top and that was fine but again it had to be over two meters long everywhere we went with it so it didn't really fit in a car it needed to go on a trailer and it was just tedious and it was really heavy and bulky and it got bashed whereas this comes down the the pillars come down there's going to be a base bit that kind of folds up and then there'll be a roof bit that I'm trying to work out still, but um, I think it's going to be like in a couple of pieces. So they just slot together um, yeah. and, uh, and it should. And then the, the sides, the side panels kind of will um, slot in um, to to each other. Uh, as in, sorry, into the beams bits. And you don't, so you don't have joinery, any uh, joinery no. training? Well, or... I've got no joinery training, no, that is correct. Um, but... I have grown up on a farm. I have grown up and I've kind of used kind of tools roughly, approximately. I think if you look at it carefully, it's going to show. But um, I found that interestingly that I remember when I was a kid seeing Doctor Who, and that was with um, Sylvester Sylvester McCoy, um, that um, the TARDIS was always something quite cool. And that whole idea of being able to take you away with it in it. Um, But also, I remember when I built my version of it um i basically left it in the corner of my reasonable sized student digs um and i had a light on inside and um and i found it was really kind of it felt quite cool just to have that in my room but as to say it made me feel all tingly seeing it. it's almost like having a christmas tree up in your room uh, but all all year round sort of thing it was just like there it is there it is and i had friends who would also pop in as well and they would kind of like go can I just look at your TARDIS? Because <laughs> like, oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they walked on, you know. And so it, it, it was kind of like it was a, it was like an uplifting symbol, and yeah, um, yeah. and to be able to kind of tangibly touch something, to be able to be kind of to have it there, yeah. is quite is quite sweet, really. And yeah, and yeah, I yeah. quite like that idea of the Doctor might change, or the Doctor will change, but the TARDIS seems to be something. The TARDIS sticks. Yeah. yeah the TARDIS stays and and I quite like that that appeals and and yeah. I think I've also joined a, a Facebook kind of um, TARDIS owners club or whatever you know um I've got various little tiny TARDISes that is is worthy enough to join the club um but you know I'm there kind of going yeah I'll, I've, I've got that itch to kind of recreate this again and and I have got a drama next month that somebody else has written that they wanted to use a, a TARDIS as um, as a prop, and so that is my that was my other kind of very um, very serious deadline. Uh, yeah, that is my serious deadline. Um, but we've got to walk through it, so I don't need to finish the back panel of it because we've got to walk into it and out yeah. through the back of it, sort of thing. So I can do it in stages, and so I'm hoping that in a fortnight's time, behind me there will be a front panel of the the TARDIS and yeah. then um by the time I've done for the, the drama it will be a, a more 3D um one as well. So that'll be yeah I'm really looking forward there to is, that. there is something about um hooking on to people's memory fond memory of something in order to consolidate information or tell a new story. Um, And we've done that um, with all we can this year by using a traffic light, um, not a traffic light, a a lollipop stick Hmm. um, that um, traffic people use. Um, um, It's it's been really interesting to see how many people want to touch and hold my lollipop stick. No yeah, euphemism yeah. intended. Um, the the idea that um, it what it used to do for them as children was keep them safe and interrupt the danger of mm. of the otherwise more powerful car. And so we yeah. you know we've gone places and we've held the lollipop stick and people have said, "Why are you ho- holding a lollipop stick?" And so so I said, "I'm I'm so glad you asked." Let me tell you, I want you to stop doing all the good you can. But because yeah. I've 
I've almost earned the right to speak to them and tell tell my story uh, and tell why I'm there because I've at least piqued their curiosity. Mm. Then they've they've come in really interested because they wanted something from me. Um, and I've I've been hanging out with a glorious group of um, evangelists this week, mm. um, all really passionate about sharing what works for them in terms of faith um, yeah. and, and why why they choose the life they choose, why they choose the practices they choose. Um, and I think one of my go-tos will always be, let me let me be in a place of, of that kind of reminiscence, positive feeling with you. And then and then we exchange the story. Um, and it's just it's just really interesting that for some a TARDIS does that. Um, and and also when you know when you were talking about um, the idea of either reusing familiar scenes or re reusing um, motifs in something that hook us in because it yeah, feels yeah. at home and familiar, in order to carry a new story and a new way of understanding things. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. I, th I think these kind of props, these kind of they they kind of unlock memories. They unlock feelings. Um, yeah. and I'm yeah. just thinking this off the top of my head really that that's that's how we can kind of relate to people isn't it and that we can have this shared experience of when you hear the yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. you see the TARDIS oh, uh, yeah, yeah and materialize and, and you could have that even with the theme tune but I think more so with the this kind of coming this materialization of something coming into existence um yeah. you know it but it could be any of these things that we could be tapped into, whether it's a proper yeah, yeah. piece of, of, of core memory of something that yeah. you associate with. Suddenly, it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it, it's it has weird that power how to works in that way. Because mm. I've done a lot of work um, with people living with dementia. Um, and the, we had a story of, of a gentleman who had been in the RAF during the war. Um, and quite had quite advanced dementia, no no short-term memory at all, couldn't remember what he'd eaten 10 minutes ago. And so they mm. took him to Duxford Airfield, where he was treated like a VIP and got to yeah, revisit yeah. the airplane that he'd flown during the war. Um, wow. And on his way out, after this really amazing day, he went to the gift shop and bought himself a tie. And for weeks afterwards, he wore that tie down to meals and told everybody in the dining room about his trip recently to Duxford. And there was something that happened because yeah. it hooks onto his long-term memory with a new short-term memory yeah. um, in a way that music also has a, a way to do. And I think if we really want to connect with people um, and share something that's that's meaningful or share a new story, the mm. idea of hooking onto um, where they were and where their fondness is mm. um, I think it's really important. Um, yeah, I think it is. And I think I would want to also challenge that as well, because I, uh, working with churches and things like this, because I, I also get that association with kind of hymns or a building, or I, I see that in people who kind of attend church, they're kind of like, oh, well, I've always been here. And, and it's really nice to be able to be in the same place that they've been in for generations or where their kind of grandparents yeah, used yeah, to yeah. be. I can, I can definitely see that and get a sense of that. But yeah. I think sometimes if we're not careful, we're always just living in the past with it. Yes, it's just the. It's like it's almost like watching the watching the old TV series that you've seen numerous times. There's there's something psychological there that kind of grounds you and that helps yeah. you in times of stress and otherwise, and that's yes. fantastic. But I think also, it also has potential to be unlocked further. And I think sometimes done well, um, and I and I want to use sci-fi as that kind of example of of using something like the TARDIS or exploring it. A well-known enemy or a, or a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a well-trodden theme but saying actually let's go in this direction with it and yeah. suddenly it can actually it can bring even more excitement even more yeah. even more to life but you've got to be it's got to be in trusted hands to do so and i think that's yes. sometimes the that can sometimes be at the detriment to the film or otherwise sometimes if it's not in the right hands if it's not dealt with correctly or well enough or with with love um i think actually it, it could go really wrong and drastically wrong and kind of really mm -hmm. alienate that creation and um, like yeah. um ghostbusters um the the third one that 
they redid with the Saturday Night Live cast. You know, it was awful, and it should have worked well in some respects with the female cast of Ghostbusters. And it's just like, actually, you it, it 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 didn't deal with it well. It didn't deal with the nostalgia well. Whereas Ghostbusters Afterlife, they they gave the right nod in the right way, and mm. they they kind of respected what had gone before and had gone. You know what? We know what you want. And yeah. it was the son of the director um, who who did it. Uh, and they've also got then is it this, this new film that's coming out as well. You know, on the back of that, because they've dealt with it well, they were able to, you know, the fan base have got behind it. Yeah. It's been looked after well and preserved and then been able to give new life to it. And I think yeah. that's the same way with faith, with fandom, yeah. with all this yeah. kind of stuff. Um, that it, you, we have the potential to to look after and nurture something and let it blossom even further, or we can yeah. hold on to it rigidly. Yes. And 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 just and, and the the alternative, and um, um, we saw this uh, living in Stevenage, um, which was the first new town built after the Second World War, mm, and it was yeah. built as this idyllic nineteen fifties one car house you can go from one side of Stevenage to the other without going on the road because it was so carefully planned um yet it it had very few cultural centers and only one church um oh. uh, other than the 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 ones in the in the old market bit of the town um and and what they found was because people were lifted from the east end after the blip and then ended up living in Stevenage where it wasn't their home and they didn't belong. The, the association they had with the, the parish church was, was broken. The apron strings were cut. Now, the parish church until that point had held story for, for people's high days and holidays, even yeah. if they didn't identify with a sense of faith or particular spirituality, the church yeah. was still holding their story. Um, and so kind of 40 odd years later, um, Stevenage in the census had the highest number of people who identified as non-Christian um, yeah. and atheist, but it also had the highest number of churches um, on average, and the highest number of people who identified as Christian, it lost that middle ground of auto Church of England. Yeah, but yeah. what what happened as a result of not having some somebody holding your story is that um, in order to say who they were, people started to say who who they weren't, mm. and. And we had every single right-wing political group represented in one of our political referendums. Because in order to create that sense of identity without that storytelling, mm. people had to go to extreme othering of people. And that, yeah. and I think that that just shows how important storytelling is mm. as a as a spiritual practice, as a as a um kind of identity practice um yeah yeah no i think that's yeah i think um sorry you you said about that about that's grounding in that storytelling and in in our keepers of of truth it reminds me of um is it ender's game that has that of people that go around the galaxy in the book um where there are people who are truth tellers who kind of go around and and share the stories and they are they are when they're uh, when people have died they come in and they kind of are the eulogy uh, readers mm. they kind of tell the truth they are there for the truth and to convey truth um and mm. and to be honest and open and and i think mm. there is something in society about that kind of retaining and holding on to um the yeah they're kind of the narrative i guess um and i think we can do that in many forms but we've got to be really careful of how we do that and when yeah. when it gets overlooked and when it, it it needs to be kind of held carefully um mm -hmm. because i think you could easily um kind of yeah you mis yeah, uh, misuse that misuse that gift um you know uh, and uh, neglect kind of people in it 
and I think so it's, it comes with the price and this yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, cost of have, having to do it well and I think you know yes. uh, and just returning this to kind of sci-fi again because it's an easy vehicle it's like you know it's the hands of the the directors or the showrunners you know of these kind of these kind of um, series like Doctor Who where you know we've got to put our trust in these things and doing them well or when do, when does a good when does a good film go to rest uh you know when do you mm -hmm. kind of say actually you know what it's enough it's enough and uh, mm -hmm. one of my other geeks uh, geekiness is, is about terry pratchett and i love the fact that when he died he had a clause to say that actually all my unfinished works um they're going to be run over the, the hard drive is going to be run over with a steam uh, with a steamroller uh, and um and so that it stops because he didn't want his stuff to be mm. uh, used, misused, or abused, you know. And, and it's yeah, I, I, I get that. Think he's got an AI clause in there. Uh, ooh, I'm not in sure a way, about John that. Lennon never thought to do. Well, I was interested by the fact that they had the watch, so which is like the Night Watch um, BBC series, American BBC series, which was a bit quirky, and I wasn't at all into it. Um, yeah. uh, the, the Vimes character was fascinating, but again, the whole series wasn't good enough. But um, listening to, mm -hmm. is it Rihanna um, Pratchett, um, his daughter, uh, saying, actually, you know what? The estate didn't have very much to do with that. Um, and I was just like fascinated to know almost the backstory of saying, well, actually, for, for the individual, he said he didn't want his unfinished works to be used and abused yes. but what about his existing stuff and i just found existing that fascinating work to be repurposed at, yeah yeah and so again it's that yeah it's that creativity or um and i guess that comes full circle doesn't it to to the grinch um because um yeah well, uh, dr zeus's estate uh, after seeing the cat in the hat i thought they said that they didn't want to see any other live action um Dr. Zeus um, right. films ever again, which is why when we have the um, the Grinch a second time yeah. with Benedict Cumberbatch, um, it's a cartoon because the the estate had, I guess maybe they, as the estate have decided or, you know, dare I say, uh, a company, a production have come to them with enough zeros uh, <laughs> to to change their mind or, or in time they've kind of gone, oh, you know what, you cannot, you know, I guess these estates can have a change of opinion. They're allowed to do that, mm. aren't they? I guess that's why. And they, and, and there's there's that. Um, I think it was um, friend of the show Luke um, that that was saying was talking about um, kind of audience ownership. We talked we touched on it when we talked about yeah. the the Wizarding World. Um, that there's a point where stories become owned by the fans, and you know you yeah. think. What would have happened if the the brothers Grimm had put an embargo on yeah, anybody yeah. using their stories? Well, yeah, yeah. Is is there an original story that you can say actually this is this is my story? You cannot talk about mm -hmm. um, I don't know Hansel and Gretel ever again. Yeah, yeah. Um, you cannot retell this story. You cannot mention or ref reference this story. Um, there's a point where it becomes part of culture yeah, yeah, yeah. and ceases to be the the author's sole yeah. property. Yeah. Mm. There we go. And we thought we couldn't fill an hour mark. <laughs> well, we did. It was fine. It was this is well crafted and well thought chat about. With Becca and Mark. <laughs> Uh, but that reminds me, folks, if you are interested in Discord and chatting uh, further offline, online or otherwise, uh, then do please uh, yeah, join the community, Join, uh, download the Discord app or log on. I think you can do it online um, on, a, on, a, on a browser. Uh, yeah, join the Discord community. There is a link in the blurb, um, the doobie-doo, and it's there on the screen if you've got a pencil. If, to... you, can, if you can be bothered <laughs> to write down MH6JWMXR. <laughs> exactly. Is there a way of making that a fancier, snazzier name? I mean, to be honest, just, yeah, I don't know. Click on the link if you've got a digital um, Or cyberstem.com? Uh, .co.uk. Um.co.uk, you can follow yeah. the link there to Discord. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Um, or um, if you want to be a guest as well, um, just get in touch with the show and share about your geekdom or uh fascinations and things. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so yeah no please do join the conversation and thank you for watching thank you for listening um is there anything left to say becca i'm just thinking i think there's there's something about what we do here because we don't say what geekiness is in in the same way we might not completely lock down what it is to be a christian or someone who is spiritual but it's a practice it's it's a practice and and you know a, a life of faith that um that leads to the fullness of life um life in all its fullness is one where the practices all kind of join up with lots of little dots and it's called practice for a reason and i think one of one of the key things we're doing here is honoring story um and also um practicing the art of curiosity um if that's our spiritual practice today and just being curious if you're geeky about uh model railways um and that's the thing that that kind of gives you those tingles that Mark got when he had a TARDIS in his student digs. Um, we want to hear about a model railway. Um, not because that naturally is what interests us. Secretly, that's what Becca watches on YouTube. Um, but it's it's we want to come along with your journey and be really curious about about yeah. what that is so so there is no outliers when it comes to faith and mm. geekery everybody is welcome uh and we want to just be curious with you um and excited and get the tardis light tingles um so yeah absolutely come join us. absolutely uh just uh, on the back of my mind, uh, Becca, have we decided whether we're meeting next week or not? I can't be around, but should we just mention it in socials? We will meet next week if someone wants to come and hang out with me for an hour. Sure. Um, yes. If we don't get someone, then we'll just have a week off and that's okay too because okay. life is about rhythms. Yeah, so. I'm sorry because I've got um, a meeting that I can't get out of. Uh, I, but... Um, even though I would like to be here. Uh, so let us know by Monday next week. Um, yes. You can come and have a chat with me um, and share your brand of geekiness and I will be absolutely delighted. We will have a yes. quiz. We will have geeky news, probably if I get my act together and do some geeky news um, or Mark does. Um, but yes, let us know by Monday next week. And if you haven't, then we won't. Yes. And in a fortnight's time, we'll definitely, definitely be our Doctor Who special and so i'll hopefully have we might have a one or two guests and um, we might have a tardis behind us or me anyway uh and or part of it most of it some of it um and uh, prove my son wrong no uh and uh, yeah take a load of spaghetti and come as an ood <laughs> oh very good very good it's just like mm. <laughs> um, I can't do it. custard and uh fish fingers though that's um oh yeah there we yeah, go we could have a whole fingers. meal together Yes. And a fez and a bow tie. Yeah. I don't have a fez actually. Anyway, um, but yes, uh, thank you folks for listening. Thank you for um, yeah, conversations and otherwise. Thank you, Becca. Uh, and uh, yeah, the uh, interested in the uh, the the tingle, the tardis tingles. Is that what you the said? Tardis <laughs> tingles. Yeah. Uh, yes. So uh, bless you, folks. Thank you for for coming along for joining the conversation, and we will be back soon. God bless. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Faith and Geekery podcast. And if you want to find out more information or even be a guest on the show, please visit cybersten.co.uk for more information and all the social media likes and all that kind of stuff. And we are a small community. So those likes, those subscriptions, they all count and help towards uh, positive feelings in the world. Again, thank you for tuning in. Geek safe.